0: This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. The Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, a man who has the heart the size of a six-foot-five giant, Ryan Nelson. Justin, for the first time in my life, I'd like to talk about
1: an abundance of horse feet.
0: <laughs> that is true. I'm, gl- I'm glad that they eventually paid that off. I was wondering. Yes. I was beginning to wonder if they were actually going to pay off the, the the animal feed references they kept talking about. So, but they did, and we'll get to that. Uh, if you have been listening to the podcast since we started about six weeks ago, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. And if you have been listening, you probably noticed a little bit different introduction to the last couple of shows. We want to give a big thank you to Jake Wimberly of 105.9 The Zone in Jackson, Mississippi, for recording that for us and putting it together. Uh, if you are new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talked about the last four episodes of Reacher. And if you want to get, catch the first four episodes, just go to our podcast feed and you can listen to that as well. Uh, but we will be discussing the last four episodes of Reacher on this show. And whether or not you are a new person or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast, and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, 10 or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show like we've done our other patrons. And we just recorded one of those patron-only episodes this, this evening. and We talked about the Doctor Strange trailer. So if you'd be interested in hearing about that, uh, head on over to Patreon and join us on the Patreon. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on air next time we record. Both of those go a long way in getting the show in the ears of new listeners. All right, so we are discussing the first four episodes of – I'm sorry, the last four episodes of Reacher. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into this. All right. We had the first four, and we were both uh, very – had a lot of high praise for this show. Uh, your opinion – was your opinion any different the last four episodes than it was the first four?
1: Uh, Mine was about the same. I just – I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a lot of fun and just and, – and, and a breath of fresh air. We haven't had a show like this on streaming you right. know, uh Really, ever because like Jack Ryan and Bosch should be similar, but they're a lot more serious. Like this yes, is fun.
0: Yeah, it, it is very fun, and I'm afraid I'm going to come across as really negative on this on this episode. I, I don't intend to, but I watched the first four episodes, and, and this is just kind of goes to show, you know, when you watch something in your your frame of mind, when you watch something, how it can affect your view of something uh when i f- watched the first four episodes my wife who works for the utility company here in the memphis area they were in the midst of doing a ton of uh storm work uh She was working 16 hour days i was doing everything in the house it's very rare that you know my wife and i we try to help out as, do as much to share the load and all that fun stuff uh it's rare that one of us has to do all of it so it was my turn to do all of it while she was at work you know working her butt off uh so we were both just tired yeah. uh, you know we were both just exhausted by the time uh, the day came to an end so when it was about so time I got to the point where i could actually sit down and watch something and you know, i was watching the show you know to be able to just kind of turn my mind off and just watch something you know i think that helped me enjoy it more but you mentioned last week you know there's a lot of plot things in the show yeah and you know I wasn't really paying attention to those I don't think just because you know I was just happy to just have something I didn't have to think on I started to notice more of those in in the last four episodes and it really started to show up more in, in 7 and 8 and we're going to talk about those uh, but it is a fun show I want to make sure I preface that before we start talking about this because look it's a fun show it's if if you want something to watch that is an easy watch and is you know something that you can just turn on and not have to worry about thinking that much this is great for that so but there are some there are some plot things i think we're going to talk about so all right uh first and foremost uh, here's the thing with i didn't like about what they started to do at the end like i said what are the what's the biggest selling point to you on this show what's what's your what's the biggest what's the biggest sell on the show for you um I, i think the chemistry of the the three main characters yeah, I think their chemistry is is wonderful. I think it's great, and I think there's two things that I think that really started to make me kind of and eh, not as quite as interested in these last couple episodes as I am. Those first, you start they start to separate those those three a, a little bit yeah. more at the end, yep. and I I think the show suffers as a result. That's that's one thing. uh The other thing that kind of annoyed me is. You know, the thing that they're selling you on as Reacher is he's this really intelligent guy who's making all these smart decisions. He's making all the right decisions. You start to, he starts to like, they start to undermine that at the end because we find out in, I don't remember which episode it was. It was probably seven or eight. I don't remember which one. But, you know, the whole thing they set up in the very first episode where he like tells uh, Finley of all about his divorce, that's not, it's not true. It's, right, it, right. The reason why he's, Uh, he he still wears his wedding ring and all that stuff is because his wife died. Uh, So uh, that's one way they undermine it. And they also undermine it big time with the reveal of Picard as a villain, because you would think as intelligent as he is, and as intelligent as he has shown himself to be, he would have figured that out. Am I wrong in that? No, no, you're right. And they did
1: it another time. So when he goes, when he sees they, that KJ and his friends have written stuff on, uh, roscoe's car he goes right. to the restaurant they're at he knows right. it's a setup right. to get him arrested and he still does something still stupid to get someone arrested so i was like uh, to me that the way he was portrayed early on i don't think he would have he would have threatened them right you know, and and especially since he mentions, like I said, he mentions, like, I know this is set up, and then his dad and the sh- and the, other, the mayor and all these people come from the back. Like, it was a complete right. setup. So, uh, yeah, that was the one scene that I was thinking about. I was like, this doesn't seem like the character would do this.
0: Right. And I, I think that's definitely because I forgot about that scene. Glad you had mentioned it because, yeah, that, that continues to undermine everything they've been selling us on on Reacher up until that point. And now they're, they're starting to undermine a little bit. And I just had a real issue with that. Uh, one thing I did want to mention that I think. You mentioned last week that this show reminded you a lot of like some uh, CBS uh, dramas. Uh, yeah, I think I know you mentioned Simon Simon. I think you may have mentioned Magnum PI. I did. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one you were really close. Here's I, I came to the conclusion watching this show. You were really close. It is one of those CBS dramas, but the one that this show is Hunter, a hundred percent. Did you okay, watch Hunter? Yeah. I, my dad watched it some. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay so my my grandparents watched a lot we ended up spending because my mom was uh singing operas and stuff so she like gone on saturday nights a lot so we ended up spending a lot of time with my grandparents and they watched it all the time uh but hunter this is hunter a hundred percent because hunter would basically i mean you knew who the bad guy was i mean you know who the bad guys are in in this show as soon as it starts it's all laid out for you you know it's going to be george teal as the mayor slash uh Chief of Police, you know it's going to be Kleiner, even though he ends up dying to the hands of his son. But you know his son is going to be in it. They right. they do kind of, they do kind of surprise you a little bit with Picard, right. uh, and I'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, but this is Hunter because Hunter, you know who the bad guy is. You know the only they spend the entire episode of Hunter just you know trying to accumulate the evidence. And then they go after him. And in Hunter, the bad guy always dies. I mean, yeah. always dies without fail. The, whoever the bad guy is, whoever Hunter is going after, that person is going to get thrown off the, the top of a roof. He's going to get shot. He's going to be in a car wreck. It's going to be something along those lines. And, and also, that's, and,
1: and that's another good point about Hunter. It's Fred Dryer, who was Hunter, was a former football
0: player. So he was. He's uh, as big as Richard. Yes. Yeah, so you had that parallel going on, and, you know, so, like, and Reacher just builds up a body count in the show. I was going to say, that was one thing I wrote that down,
1: that, like, dead bodies everywhere that just, like, it just leaves them.
0: Yeah, just just leaves him there. I mean, and there's no con like the only time he gets arrested in the show is for the people he didn't kill. Yeah. <laughs> so and like there's no threat of him ever getting arrested in the show. Uh, so like like said, this is what makes it fun. I mean, I will yeah, say this. Yeah. Like said, I'm criticizing it now. But what makes it fun is you don't have to worry about that because in a in a more serious show, in a se- show that's trying to take it, itself a little bit more serious than this one is. Like said, it's not uh, it's not that it's not serious. It's just that they want you to just kind of suspend your belief in reality. They want you to kind of put all that to the side and just, you know, enjoy the ride. But in a show that's not asking you to do that, you'd, be, you'd have a lot of questions about it. right. it's like, you, you can't kill that many people and, and just walk away from it. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. You would think like after the final scene where they've taken out the whole police squad, an <laughs> no. FBI agent, that like, you know, he would be getting investigated
0: right then and there. Exactly. I mean, he would get investigated, Finley would get investigated, Roscoe would get investigated. There would be a lot of fallout from everything because this is a small, tiny little town. You don't have this many people die and it just and people just walk away from it. So uh,
1: I I was going to say, too, because like Hunter, when I thought about it, this is really an homage to 80s action movies. Yeah, it's, it, really it start is. it starts out like First Blood, like the original Rambo, the First Blood, which is a really really good movie. Rambo, yes, the other Rambo's go crazy, but this is where right. he's a Vietnam vet. He walks in the town, he finds trouble. Reacher does the same thing. Right. I talked about last week. He had the fight scene in the bathroom, like Tango and Cash. We have a little bit of Roadhouse where they're just beating people up and he has <laughs> a code like Patrick Swayze had the code in, right. in Roadhouse. Lethal Weapon, definitely, because you got especially the episode six. I think it was six. There was a lot of Finley and Reacher together and there right. was a lot of Lethal Weapon bobs. And then and then the finale Finley just rips off John McClane. And Die Hard, where where he's smoking the cigarette because it's going to mm-hmm. be his last time, and he lights the fire. John McClane does almost something similar. Then he rips down to a t shirt and puts something <laughs> on his head
0: like John McClane and Die Hard. Yep, he does. So hey, I I had not I did not make a lot of those 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 associations, but you're absolutely right. There's a lot of stuff that they kind of take homage uh They give homage to in in this this show. But, but uh, I was going to say one more thing about that. And I'm happy because I love every one of those movies Yeah, exactly. and we I miss mean, that kind of fun. Yeah, we do. And like I said, I, like I said I, I, I'm i criticizing a lot of it just because, I mean, if you're being true to, you know, if we can't just be happy, happy, praise, everything that, that we watch, we got to take a, we have to take a, a more critical approach to it, but, but you know, it's okay for those things to happen. It's okay for those things to take place because they, they, they don't want you to overthink this show. And yeah. if, and if you do, then it starts to ruin it for you. And I said this last week. Don't listen to
1: Richard. The details don't matter. <laughs> just <laughs> exactly. t- just t- turn the brain off. I have a couple more things, the plot thing. Where okay, the heck is Margrave located? Because they drove. I live in Birmingham. Right. It, would, it takes me like three hours to get to Memphis. Right. They acted like a drive from Margrave, which is at <laughs> least two hours for me. And on yeah. the East Coast, in the Eastern time zone, was like a hop, skip, and a jump to yeah, to, it, to Memphis.
0: So, so I live just south of Memphis. I live in a, in a suburb of Memphis in northwest Mississippi, and it takes us about six hours drive to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. it's I think it's even further than Atlanta is away. So, so yeah, that, the, they're playing with time a little bit too fast, too, a little bit, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. But anyway, they're getting really, really loose with the timing. Yeah. Like yeah. This, yeah. Like, it's like, all right, I'm going to go to Memphis. And like two seconds later, I'm in Memphis. All right. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they went to Memphis like multiple times. And I was like. Yes, they
1: did. These, these are day trips. This is a whole day. And he's yeah. only there for a week.
0: And that's assuming you hit good traffic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, what are the other issues did you have? Well, we got to talk about it. And I'm going to talk. I'm going to bring
1: up uh, Maggie. Maggie. Hicks, our patreon because i actually asked her about this question mm-hmm. someone calls finley a carpet bagger right and maggie is from ohio and she's lived in alabama like 12 13 years and i said <laughs> and you're 12 or 13 years has anyone ever called you a carpet bagger?"
0: <laughs> she didn't even know what it was
1: she had to look oh, really carpet
0: bagger was. <laughs> <laughs> so was yeah like, that no was- one says that I mean, I was kind of happy because I used to teach history, so I was like, "Hey, carpetbagger, I I, yeah. I remember that term." So I was like, "My history self was fun." But yeah, nobody calls anybody carpetbagger. They don't. They don't. Maybe that's some small town. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some place where they they do that. But you know, I've I've lived in this part of the country my entire life. I've never heard someone say, "Oh, that's a carpetbagger." They they call him a Yankee. Is what they call him. It's uh, <laughs> I mean, like from the north, they call him a Yankee. Call him, him a
1: if you don't want to call him the worst racial epithet, which you're right. getting at
0: don't do it but call him something because you're not you're not calling him a carpetbagger right and if you have to have people go look up what a carpetbagger is and that's it then that's a problem <laughs> i mean i the, what they were trying to get across is correct i mean the, the whole what a carpetbagger actually is somebody from the north and is usurping yeah. power and all that type of stuff the historical implication it's correct but yeah it's it, it, most people nowadays wouldn't know exactly what a carpetbagger was and it's it's not a good reference at all <laughs> yeah
1: and, and a, another thing and i asked maggie and jim confirmed this is in the book so thank you jim hicks it's so weird that his family called him reach or reacher when they have right. the same last name
0: right uh, yeah no, i know uh, they I should have explained that better yeah yeah they they don't really. They just say that his mom just called him Reacher too, and everybody just calls him Reacher. They don't really explain how that started or why that started or anything like that. That's just that's just what they call me. They call me Reacher, and that just it never made sense about why they did that. Uh, do you have any other plot things? There's one big one I want to pull up, and I'm just wondering if you had it too. Uh,
1: how did Reacher jump in a Goodwill bin and get clothes for his size? And we'll ask again. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, we talked about that last week.
1: That wasn't the one I was thinking. of but yeah, you're 100. I mean, this yeah. time he's outside of Memphis, jumps, gets at a Goodwill, and then finds like a perfect pair of jeans
0: and, yeah. and shirt for him. I'm like, come on. Yeah, because if he's as big as he's supposed to be, then they're not. He's not, he's not going to likely find that in a, a Goodwill donation bin. So, <laughs> but, but, yeah. But They've a couple of times in the show. Yeah, that's the end of my my uh, plot stuff. Okay, so my plot, other big plot thing is the Picard as a villain okay. thing. Okay. I, I don't understand this because if he's a bad guy and he's working with Kleiner's son, and well, I'm gonna actually get to that in a second as well. Uh, and if he's working with Kleiner's son and they're doing all this stuff, he's got the family of the guy they're looking for from the get go. Why is he even pretending to,
1: to, uh, to help them? I don't. Yeah that 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 was a bad that was a bad plot line because he would have killed them immediately.
0: Or, or he wouldn't have killed them, but he would have like held them out, you know, to pull Hubble out of hiding yeah. from wherever he was. They, as soon as he got they would have gotten turned over to him. He would have told Finley, "All right, I'm taking them into custody to you know to keep him safe." And then he just would take him to a factory, tied him up. I mean, right, right, right. Something bad would try- happen i think they tried to explain why he didn't but i don't remember it it just whatever it was there is nothing that will trump the fact that you've got him there so why are you acting like you're protecting him at any point in this the show so that it did not work for me did jim happen to say if that he was a villain in or bad guy and no i'll 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 find out about i'll find out about that Dude, because that's something I want to know, because it, honestly, the only thing it felt like was the reason they they turned him into a bad guy is because in the final scene of the, sh- of the show, of this season, they've got to have somebody for us, for Finley, Roscoe, and Reacher to fight. Yeah. And so, Roscoe was going to take on Teal, Reacher was going to take on Kleiner Jr., or whatever, KJ, I guess is his name, and... They didn't have anybody for Finley, so all right, let's turn Picard into a bad guy, so he'll have somebody. Like, is that That's honestly the only thing I can think of that they did it. <laughs> that, I think you may be right on that, but I'll find out. Like I, said, I, w- I would love to know if that happened in the book, and if that did, they should have found a better. It, I hope it's sold in the book better than it is in yeah. this, because it, it, it did not make sense to me. As soon as they made that reveal, I was like— I don't get this. I I don't understand it at all. And it just really threw me off when when they did that. I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll roll with it, but it just did not make any sense. And and you're right. No, the more I think about it, especially since the
1: whole final part was them to try to find Hubble, right? They would have taken them somewhere and tortured them until he found out where he was.
0: Exactly. I mean, So I don't – like I said, I do not get that at all. I, I have tried to wrap my mind around that, and I just haven't been able to. Uh, the other part that just didn't work for me is Kleiner as, like, the big bad guy, the, the son. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he – if you want to, like, if you want to do a misdirect, because they do that, they can do a misdirect when they when they, they reveal that uh, his dad gets killed. It's obviously his dad is not the biggest villain in this whole situation, uh, but he is a villain, obviously. Uh, you know, who's it going to be? And it's his son. His son just didn't seem intelligent enough to pull this no. off. He didn't seem intimidating enough to pull this off. No. So I, 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 that's, I didn't really like that turn. Like I said, I'm sure that's how it was in the book, but... It wasn't solved very well in the show.
1: Yeah, I I didn't like that actor, and I don't know if that means he was doing a good job because that character sucked,
0: right? <laughs> or,
1: or, or or if he just or he's just not a good actor or what? But I I that, when he gave his big turn, I, I was kind of like, I don't care, I don't like you. Exactly. And then especially when he has a
0: big fight with Reacher, I'm like, is this really like he's fighting with Reacher? I will say this. I will give him some. I will give them some credit on this because. The only time they actually make it seem like he's even on the same level as Reacher when they're trying to like hunt each other down with guns in the factory. But once it turns to hand to hand stuff, Oh yeah. Kleiner gets a punch or two in, but it was about it. I mean, and I was, a, that was another thing that was starting to worry me when they revealed that. And it was quite obvious. They were going down the road, road of Finley's going to fight Picard. Roscoe's is going to fight Teal. That means Reacher's going to fight Kleiner. I was like, he's kleiner's not going to be a match for this guy (laughs) please do not try to put in this that he actually holds his own against reacher because he doesn't i mean once like i said they're kind of hunting each other and they're kind of holding their own in that regard but once they got to the actual fist fight it was like no you have no chance kid yeah so that i will say i I give them credit for that okay well uh, i I have a question for you Mm -hmm. so they're supposed
1: to do a new book every season supposedly Right. Do you hope we see Finley and Roscoe again? I do.
0: I just don't know how it's yeah. going to work.
1: Right. The only character that is that we will for sure see is Negley, the uh, the, the the young lady that helped reach her, the one who called her. Oh, him yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I couldn't remember her name, but yes. Yeah. The, the girl who went to Memphis and found out all that stuff right. that she found right. out in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll definitely see her. But like I said, I don't know how unless Roscoe just decides to like travel with him and like join him. Now, I mean, I I don't see that happening with Finley though. Well, it
1: sounds like uh, in each book uh, he has a new girlfriend, so I don't, I don't think we'll see Uh, Roscoe. I I think I mentioned this last week. I, I I could just see him somehow having to call Finley for help, or just happens to be in Boston. That's right. That's true. Finley, we will see again.
0: Yeah, I, I, I could see that happen. That's you're, you're right. But, yeah, if they if they set up where he has a new girlfriend you like, every book, then yeah. that's definitely – that's something I guess in there. Unless they just want to rewrite that and not do that part of it. And right. just basically whoever the girlfriend is in the new book, you just kind of insert Roscoe into that role in some way. So I guess they could do it that way, but I would be surprised. Yeah. So, All right. Do we want to go ahead and do some awards for the season? Yeah, let's let's do some awards. All right. So up first, we have, if you're new to the show, we have, we do our season awards. Uh, we have six of them that we give out based on the six characters from the uh, from the show Friends. Uh, up first, we have the Rachel, which is the person who is the star, who shines the most, uh, the one who stands out as the best performance. Who was your Rachel for Reacher?
1: You got to do Alan Richardson as Reacher. I mean, this yeah, show does do. not work without him.
0: Yeah, you absolutely do. It, it's... It, they cast this role very very well unlike they did with tom cruise in the movie uh (laughs) so many years ago but they they cast it right they they get a guy who like i said i was not just real impressed with from his work on titans uh he impressed me a lot more in this show uh i I found him likable i found him charming and engaging uh so there was a lot to enjoy by albert and he definitely has to be uh the rachel for this show all right. Next is the Joey, the person you just love. Doesn't matter what they do; you, they just like him. Uh Like I said, they could be a villain, they could be a good guy, but you just like them regardless. So, who was your who was your Joey? I went with Malcolm Goodwin as Finley. Okay, I went with Willow Fitzgerald. Uh, the, but, we're probably in the past. Well, I guess yeah, swap those. <laughs> I have a feel, I have a feeling.
1: Yeah, I just uh, I really like him. Uh, I like the character. Uh, I thought his character got much better as the show went along. Uh yeah, but also. I think he had the benefit. He did more with Reacher than Roscoe did uh, on yeah, some in of terms the later, of like
0: actually investigating and all right. that stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, th- right I thought that. he's – and and I really like Malcolm Goodwin. I hope I see him in a lot more stuff.
0: Yeah, I did too. He was he was really solid. Uh, I, I enjoyed him. Like I said, I ended up going with uh, Roscoe, uh, and honestly, I, I was debating. I I could have gone. I'll just go ahead and tell my Chandler. I went with Malcolm Goodwin as the Chandler, because when yeah. I, there were, I laughed, I laughed a lot of stuff that he said and some of their interaction between uh, Reacher and and Finley. I thought well, it, well, there's not a ton of laughs in this, but there were some humorous moments between between those two, especially when they're listening to music. Oh, that you know, those moments. Were yeah, funny. those were funny. Yeah uh so that's the reason i went with him but like i said you could have kind of interchanged because there were some times when there were some humorous moments with oscar uh as well so i'm assuming roscoe was your yeah roscoe yeah and similar to you i
1: i thought she brought some some humor especially when she was you know she's a smaller woman and she's always would have a line about beating someone up and and you believed her
0: yeah you did you absolutely believed her
1: and and, you know i mentioned this last week i thought i think she's was really fantastic in this role and this role could have gone really badly uh yeah, you know and so but she did a really good job this is another one i, I bet we see Willa fitzgerald in a lot more stuff
0: yeah, I think we will. I think she, I think she'll it's probably gonna take a little bit more time to get herself submitted and she'll have a, more, a few more roles like this one. And then yeah. she'll start to get some a few more bigger ones after that. Uh, but, yeah, I think we'll definitely see her at some point as well. All right. Uh, your Phoebe. I had a hard time with this one. Who was your Phoebe? Have, Phoebe is going to explain it real quick. Uh, the Phoebe is the oddball, the one who does weird things that you don't necessarily always understand. So who's your Phoebe? So this one, I had a hard
1: one with Phoebe and Monica. So I went with Mayor Teal, Bruce McGill, just okay. because, you know, he was all, his character was all over the place. You know, you thought he was going to be the main bad guy. Then it didn't look like he was. Then it looked right. like he was. Then it was, you know, so because of his character being all over the, the place and that horrible
0: Southern accent, <laughs> Bruce, you could do, you could do better than that, Bruce. I know you can. So I went with him. Okay. I went with, uh, Willie C. Carpenter as b- the Barbara Mosley uh he we didn't talk about him at all in the first uh, no no first, he was he was up. he was good he was good and it's just the reason i went with him is because you know like they would just show up at his at his barber shop to like do strategy planning <laughs> yeah they i <did>. mean <laughs> like it's just so and he would just be right there with them talking about stuff and like it just seems like such a weird role for a barber to play but and, like so that's the reason I went with him, but he was really good. Like I said, we, we didn't talk about him in our yeah. previous, uh, podcast, but he, I, I enjoyed him a lot, but he does kind of had this weird vibe to him. He and, does. Well, uh, he was more involved in the plot than you realize because he was friends with yes. Roscoe's
1: uh, uncle. Right. And right. had the files like, like every once in a while he would show up and
0: be involved with the plot. So yeah, that was, that was a really good choice by you. Yeah. So like like I said, I was having a hard time. With, I had a hard time with the Monica, too. We'll get to that in just a second. But yeah, I, so that's the reason I went with him. And like I said, I just like this character and I wanted to give him some type of some type of recognition in this show. All right. So who's your Monica? The Monica is the person who the show doesn't work if they don't pull off their role. And like I said, you maybe you like him, maybe you don't, but they've got a role to play. And the show just doesn't work without them. So I
1: picked one person and I'm going to keep this person. And I'm adding another person because I okay. totally forgot about this character until we started talking. My first choice was Harvey Gillian as Jasper, the medical oh, okay. examiner. Yeah. One, because I love Harvey Gillian. He's in what we do with the shadows and he's fantastic on that show. And and I thought he, he, he was a fun character to bring in every once in a while on this. Yes, he was. Yeah. It's just, you know, just, he, I thought about him for Phoebe as well, but, right. uh, but, you know, just he just brought some fun stuff every once in a while. And then the other one was uh, Maria Stan as Neagley, because we're going to see her going okay. forward as yeah. Reacher's, you know, protege, I guess she, she would be called. And, uh, so I, I thought she was really good, and I look forward to seeing more of her. So I actually had forgotten about – when I was writing down these names, I had forgotten mm-hmm. about that character. But, I, yeah, I, I, I I,
0: I, you know, I, I, I thought she was good enough to be mentioned. Yeah, she she absolutely was, and like I, I didn't find a role for either one of those because my my Monica went to Bruce McGill as Grover Teal, uh, just because he's a sleaze ball. Uh, but th- you, you got to have a sleazeball ball in that role. I mean, and and like I said in, the, in our in our first podcast uh, about this show you need i mean as soon as you see him on screen you know oh he's a bad guy yeah, <laughs> you yeah. don't even have to worry about it you know automatically he's going to be involved somehow you don't have to have like the only way that you'd be surprised in the show is if he wasn't a bad guy i uh-huh. <laughs> it's because he's that's the role he plays and he does it so so well uh so i went with bruce mcgill as uh robert Hill for my monica all right, the last one is the, your least favorite character, and that is the Ross. Uh, who is your least favorite character? I'll be interested to see how we both go on this one. I bet we had the same
1: person. I hated I K.J. I did, too. I Chris did. Webster was the actor's name. And, again, he may have been doing a phenomenal job because I hated him. sometimes. Well, <laughs> sometimes here's
0: the thing. OK, so like the last show that we covered was Peacemaker and we both gave the Ross to Augie Smith, who was uh, a.k.a. the White Dragon, as portrayed by uh, Robert uh, Patrick. Patrick, Robert Patrick. Uh, the the sense I got from him was I hate him because he did such a good job with that character. I didn't get that same sense from KJ. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I just felt like he just wasn't a good character. I mean, uh, it would be one thing if he was just, you know, this bratty kid, uh, the rich guy in town, but the, tr- when they try to elevate him in this, I like maybe they sell it better in the book, but when they yeah. try to elevate him as like the main bad guy, the main villain, he doesn't work for me. <laughs> and I just yeah. don't like that. It makes a, a character. I'd, you just don't like for being just kind of a scummy character to being like a character that you don't like because he's a scummy character, And it just doesn't really seem to pay off that well. Right. So like I said, I, I don't think it's because he sold his role so well. To, to answer your question, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but that to me that was not the case with him.
1: No, and you make a very good point. And if you're going to play the rich, you know, stuck-up character like this, you've got to be a William Zabka, Johnny Lawrence type from the '80s. You didn't, because he did that so well. He he's nowhere on his level. No, he's not. Not
0: yeah, anywhere. So close. you're right. Yeah. So Chris, keep trying, buddy. Like, and maybe it's the writing material. I'll, I'll at least. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it could be the material that he's working with too. So I mean, that's that could be that as well. But yeah, I don't get the same the same vibe that I got from uh, Robert Patrick as uh, Augie Smith and Peacemaker. It's it's a definitely different type of of you know. I just don't like this character as opposed to that one. So. Uh, so, but those are our, our season awards for the characters on uh, Richard. Now we need to rate it. Uh, so, if you're new to the show, we have our own rating system. If it is the best of the best, the things at the top of the uh, list for us, we give it a Game of Thrones. Just underneath that is a Lost, or what would be a three star would be a Friends. Underneath Friends would be. um full house and our lowest rating the worst of the worst would be uh baywatch. So, you had it at friends last week. Are you keeping it friends or are you going uh higher? I'm keeping
1: it as friends. If if we were doing a a, a rating scale that I could do 3.5 or yeah. 4 or 4 I would, but uh I mean uh, yeah, 3.5, but this this isn't to me this isn't game. Of, this isn't loss. This is, right. this is a good show, and I said it last week. I'll say it again. I hope they do 26 seasons, right. but this is it. Now, granted, I want to mention that uh, Alan Richardson did say this was a rush
0: production. That could mm-hmm. have caused some of the issues with the plot stuff. Right. Yeah, that's true, and— I'm going with friends as well. Like I said, I had it at a loss last week, but like I said, after looking at it a little bit more critically and being in a frame of mind where I was able to actually look at it a little bit more critically, it's definitely not a loss. It's it's a friend. It's it's a fun show. I don't want people to come away from us, you know, yeah. giving it to friends. It's it's a solid rating. I mean, it's oh, yeah. we enjoyed it. We we had fun with it, but there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of issues with it. But that's okay. You you can have a show with issues and still enjoy it. There's lots of stuff out there like that.
1: Not everything has to
0: be perceived tv not everything does it, that is exactly right and we'll be talking about one of those here in just a little bit but uh uh but yeah this like i said it's a fun show but it is definitely a friends it's it's not the best of the best it's it's good but it's not even great uh, but it's, it's a solid show you can have fun with it uh with you were 100 correct last week when you said it was a smart thing for them to release all eight because if you want to watch three or four at a time you can if you just want to watch one you can do that it's it's there for you when you need it uh so I, I hope they keep that same philosophy whenever they do season two as well yeah yeah all right anything else you want to add about the show before we get into our recommendations for the week no
1: i've I've been recommended to people so i'm actually really i really enjoyed it so that's the last
0: i'll say yeah I'll, i like that yeah. I, I enjoyed it too like i said it's it's not the best show but it's a fun show and like i said it's nice to be able to just kind of turn your brain off after it so all right so let's go to your recommendations what's your first do you how I many do you have first i guess uh, I, I got two okay i've got actually i have three but i kind of have a fourth and i'll explain that in just a second but uh all right so what's your first one my
1: well, first one is dope sick on hulu yes and it yes. is about the opioid crisis uh really about oxycontin and it is fantastic but it is heavy it's dark you will be right. angry about once, <laughs> once a show uh michael keaton rosario dawson uh peter stars and caitlin diver or Dever. uh mm-hmm. fantastic cast people you'll recognize really really well done i think everyone should watch it but it, it's heavy so i would recommend yeah. if you have it if you haven't watched like reacher or something right. watch an episode of uh of of dope
0: sick and then move on to something funny. And then... Yeah. I, I, I When it first came out, I, I tried watching it. And you're right. It is heavy. I, I couldn't, it was hard to sit through. I mean, it's, it's not because I didn't like it. It's just, it's a tough, it's a tough watch. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's one reason why I haven't finished is because, you know, you, you've got to, you got to go into that knowing this is going to be difficult and you got to be willing to have the patience to get through it. it, it I'm not always in that frame of mind. So, uh, but yeah, I, I want to eventually get, get through it but i like i said you're correct about about how heavy it is i haven't been able to to just sit through it because it is so so dark and so heavy and you can't get angry and but yeah it's a great show though so like i said it's really hard it's hard to describe those types of shows that are really good but really tough to watch so uh what's your other one my other one i i'm
1: it's it's i'm gonna sort of recommend and not recommend and then recommend it's Pam and Tommy also on Hulu. Oh,
0: okay. I've heard about that. I haven't seen
1: it. It is well-acted. Uh, Sebastian Stan, who I've become a bigger fan of every time I mm-hmm. see him in something. He plays Tommy Lee, and Lily James plays Pamela Anderson. And they are fantastic. They're really good. But this should have been a movie. It is eight episodes. I don't know how they're doing eight episodes. Uh, right. There is just craziness. I will say one of Tommy Lee's body parts you might can guess talks in with the voice of Jason Manzukis if you know who that oh, is. Oh, really? Yes, that's he's there.
0: Is he the creator of that show? No, 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 no.
1: Okay, yeah, Seth, Seth rogan is. Seth rogan Oh, that's right. Yeah, Seth Rogen is the
0: creator. So right.
1: it, it involves Seth rogan is Tommy Lee's carpenter, and then he ends up stealing the tape and selling. Oh, okay. So it's kind of weird because they kind of, because it's the guy, the really the villain is played by Seth Rogen. You kind of feel for him and they kind of make right. him a sympathetic character, which I don't really like. Now, Pamela Anderson really comes off well because they, you. you will care for her and you will feel bad for her. Uh, Tommy Lee looks like an idiot in this, which <laughs> I, and he's recommending it, which i am shot because he looks really right. crazy, but like, I think we're on episode six. So the last the episode before this, I was just like, what is this is just filler. Mm-hmm. Like and, and but then this last episode was fantastic because it tells you Pamela's backstory and just the right. stuff, and she's being deposed in a lawsuit and just the stuff sh- she has to hear as a right. woman. It is heartbreaking. Lily James just incredible work. Like I felt like, OK, I don't mind watching the show because I was about to say, like, I wouldn't recommend this. But that last episode, just just heartbreaking, the stuff that Pamela Anderson has to go through. Uh okay. It's just it should have been a two hour movie. I don't know why they decided to uh, eight hour, you know, well, they're not even eight yeah. hours. It's like they're like 40 minute episodes. So it, it makes no yeah. sense.
0: Yeah, like I said, sometimes they 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 figure things out in terms of making things in shows and sometimes they don't. So uh, but yeah, I'm, I'll try to check that out. I, I've heard about it. I just have not actually gotten into it yet. So. All right. So I I said I have four kind of the first thing I want to recommend to some people is if you're struggling with the technology on your streaming, because uh, our living room television, it, we bought it at the end of 2017. So it's almost five years old. Uh, my apps have been crashing like crazy. Like uh, the Apple TV, uh, you guys, if you've been listening to the show, you know, my love for Apple TV, uh, and it, Crashes and pauses all the time, and as much as I love those shows, it's, they're probably even better than I think they are because I have so many problems with my Apple TV app on, on uh, my, my smart TV. Uh, or the Amazon Prime video app crashes all the time. Disney has a hard time loading. It's just been annoying, so I thought, well, maybe it's just the television. So I went and got a Roku, and it works. everything works perfect. <laughs> so if you're if you're struggling with if you're if you have a smart tv and the apps are crashing on you like crazy like mine is go get you a roku it will, it will save you a ton of troubles okay and, so and they're they, cheap they're cheap yeah too. this one was 30 bucks yeah. So, I mean, it's, like I said, just stop dealing with a, a, a TV app that crashes on you all the time and just go get your Roku. Like, and like it didn't even have an HBO Max or a Paramount app on it. They haven't gotten that onto this TV yet, so I always tell you having to cast that, and it was really annoying. Uh, so, uh, like I said, casting is fine, but it's if you've done it a lot, you know how annoying it can be at times. So, uh, my, that's my first recommendation. Now, my second thing... I really want more feedback on this one because there were times I enjoyed this and there were times I was like, I, 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 this is bad. Did you see the first Kingsman movie? Yes, yes, yes. Love awesome it. movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Second one I didn't I didn't see because I heard bad reviews, so I didn't see it, it. No, it's worth watching. Is it okay? i may have to go back and watch it then. Now, they, the prequel came out in December, at the very end of December. I uh, hadn't seen it yet. I was waiting until it came on streaming, and it is now on HBO Max. And I don't know if I like it. There are parts of it that I like. Have you seen it? No, I have not. I have not. I've been wanting to watch it. Like I said there are parts of it when it really kept because it takes place it's it's a prequel and it's like the formation of the of the Kingsman, but it's called The King's Man and they explain why it's called The King's Man. Uh, but it takes place during World War 1 and they do a really good job of like incorporating historical figures into this. Uh, they and like actually telling somewhat historically accurate stories in it but there are just parts of it it's like okay this isn't i'm bored now and when it's good it's great but when it's bad it's it's really bad so i don't really know if i like it or not so like i said if you're listening to this show and hit me up on twitter uh at justin M. Strawn on twitter and tell me if you like the show if you've seen it because I, i've seen it and i'm like <laughs> There are parts of it that are good and there are parts of it that are really bad, and I just don't know if I like it. So, uh, and if you watch it, let me know as well because yeah, I, 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 I can't figure it out. Uh, all right, but the other two are definitely uh, recommendations. Uh, this one we're probably going to end up talking about. It is Severance. It is on Apple TV Plus. It's this is it's kind of like Dope sick It's a tough watch. I don't think it's quite as heavy as 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 Dopesick is, but. This is a show that has a lot of people talking it's got a lot of buzz out there because it's telling it's, it's got a lot of really big, important themes. The premise of the show is is, is pretty simple. Uh, these people who work for this uh, company called Lumen uh, on this particular floor, uh, they have to undergo this procedure that severs their personal memories from their work memory. So when they're on that floor, they can't access their personal memories at all. And when they leave, they can't, well, yeah, when they leave, they can't access their work memories. So they have no idea what happens to them at work when they're at home. They have no idea what happens to them at home while they're at work. And basically you actually, and this is what they start to go into is you actually have two different people inside of one person because with no recollection of each other, they, they like call each other their any and their outie because whoever their any is at work is one person, whoever their outie is outside of it is a different person. Uh, But but just some of the themes that they are dealing with, it's really really interesting. Uh, Like I said, it's 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 a difficult watch because uh, they kind of go into some really dark places with this, Uh, and you'll see what I mean if you start. Have you watched any of it yet? I haven't. I'm going to, but I have not yet. Yeah, it's like I said, some of the the places they take it, you don't really expect it with it being about a workplace, but they take it into some really dark places at times, and. like I said, I'll be interested the, some of the themes they are, are talking about, I think, are very relevant to today. Uh, and uh, like I said, when we well, I think we're really going to cover this, I want to talk about some of the things. I think it's interesting that Apple is doing this with some of the things they're presenting. So but I'm not going to say anything more than that. Uh, uh, but my other one is Nightmare Alley. Have you seen that? No, I've got it on my uh, DVR of things to watch. I did not even know it existed. I, I just happened to flip through my HBO Max app uh, the other day, and I saw it. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Apparently, it came out in December of 2021. Yeah, uh, did it didn't, didn't do well at the box office. Uh, it doesn't surprise me because I, I had never heard of it. But I looked at it, and it's really, really good. It's The setup is it's a noir-type film, uh, but it's not a detective film. It's a – it's – all from the perspective of these carnival workers and sideshows Uh, and one of the guys who is played by Bradley Cooper, who does a phenomenal job. Uh, He's a mentalist and how he goes into uh, what he does, how he ends up scamming people, all this type of stuff. But it's directed by Guillermo del Toro. And Guillermo del Toro takes that story and puts his own creepy, weird spin on it as only he can. I mean, when you think of, what's the movie you think of when you think of Guillermo
1: Guillermo del Toro? Uh, well, there's Pacific Rim, and then the one with the fish guy, and
0: I can't think of the name like, Yeah, <laughs> No, no. no oh, really? Pan, that's but, what I always think of. Uh, Oh, man, what's this movie? Called? Water or something. Color of Water? Is that it? Yeah, Shape of Water. Shape of Water. That's right, Shape yeah, of Water. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, the so, I mean, those all are just weird. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Pacific Rim's not that weird. I didn't realize it. Did he direct Pacific Rim? I think yeah, he, he directed was... it, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Uh, But, yeah, the, so those are he puts that own weird creepy weird spin on this story uh and it's it's really entertaining uh like I said uh, I, it sucks that it didn't do well at the box office. But like I, said, I i didn't even know it existed so i uh, i can see why it sucked at the box office but it's got a good cast uh it's got kate blanchett in it uh it's got mara rooney in it uh along with bradley cooper so uh somebody else i can't think of off the top of my head but yeah really good really good cast really good uh good movie so uh And it's got a couple of nice little twists in there as well. So if you're looking for a movie to watch on HBO Max, I would highly recommend that. All right. Uh, So next time in our midweek episode, we are going to be doing our patron pick. Uh, Our two patrons, they have picked The White Lotus, which is on HBO Max, speaking of the devil. Uh, It's on HBO Max. So if you haven't watched it yet, go check it out. It's only six episodes long. uh, So when when it releases on Wednesday night, uh, you should have time to go check it out if you have not already done so uh only six episodes long like they're like 40 minutes or so if i remember correctly uh, uh maybe somewhere a little bit longer I like that i can't remember but uh easy watch fun show absolutely i, I cannot wait to talk about this as yeah. a matter of fact I'm, I'm sorry that you guys are going to have to wait a few days to get our podcast because i am so excited to talk about this show uh when we we start recording it so uh But like I said, go watch it, go check it out, and check back with us on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, uh, whenever you listen to our podcast. So Uh, any other things you want to close with, Ryan? Just want to thank everybody for joining us and all the good feedback we've been
1: getting, and we'll talk to you next time.
0: That's right. Uh, we we love all the feedback. Continue sending it in. Send it to us on our Facebook page uh, at the Main Attraction Podcast on Facebook. Also on Twitter at the M A underscore Podcast. Uh, you can also hit Ryan up on Twitter at uh, what is your Ryan name? Nell seventy six. That's right. Can't remember if it was Nell or Nelson. And mine is at Justin M Strawn. So uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed the show. And until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.